Hey Fadies, I'm DM Brad, and this is The Fate of Ison, Chapter 3, Episode 16. Thanks for listening, reviewing, sharing with a friend, getting in touch with us, being cool, eating healthy, returning your library books, and protecting the environment. A big fat hey what up to our bloody wicked donors over on Patreon. Uh, that's Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyser, RJ Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm, <sighs> Kydron Faust, Lauren Flake, and Kai Dearlove. The Resistance salutes you in these dark and scary days. Remember how I mentioned a giveaway last time? Well, I've been asking around, and it turns out people like show-related merch. So show-related merch you shall win. Ison t-shirt? Check. Ison mug? Check. Customised Jeff and Simon playing cards? You bet that's a sweet check. You can go in the draw to win those things and more simply by answering a trivia question about the Empress. You can answer via our socials, that's at Fate of Ison on most major platforms, or email fateofison at gmail.com. Entries will close on the 30th of August. Here's your question. Who is the Empress, really? Okay, guess what time it is. It's recap time. Last time, Marley disguised herself as a noble of Cyrus and charmed her way into the noble box at Stonewall's Killing Grounds Arena. Banfor, disguised as a seven-foot tiefling, acquired new armor and a bunch of potions, then volunteered to fight in a special warrior's event. As the day's events were about to get underway, Marley found herself sitting merely a few feet away from the deposed Queen Shan. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. We can just I'll put up a I'll put up a signal that I'm going to go get some sausage razors. Yep. Okay, so uh, very quick recap. Last time, um, Marley and Banfor both made their way to the Killing Grounds uh, via various means. Marley with uh, her friend Tyler from the Necro slash Poticon and Hodge the Wolf went through the door to the Noble Box. And uh, Banfor uh, went around the Vice District giving himself enough uh, potions and armor and the things he needs to fight. And then went and found the Volunteer Fighters entrance and he had a conversation with a dwarven woman named Kai Dearlove, who just gave him a bit of the rundown on what kind of things happen and what's going to be expected. Um, Mali oversaw um, what the Killing Grounds actually is, which is a huge arena with all sorts of different terrain um, between mountains, forest, thin forest, sand, a lake, uh, tall grasses, things like that, where you can expect there are all sorts of beasties and creatures hiding. Um, there is also a huge translucent bubble hovering in the sky above the killing grounds, which Tyler explained is used to sort of project the fight up onto as a big screen for everyone to see. Cool. Um, One more ended... yep. small One question more for thing. me. I didn't find out who Tyler's daddy is. Is that Paul from Necropoticon? <laughs> yeah. It's very information, very important information. My dad, Paul's going to flip when he knows I was here. <laughs> Beautiful. Done. Yep. Look. Please continue. Um, yeah. And we we ended with um, a trumpet going off, uh, signaling that something was about to happen. And Marley in the noble box, um, noticing that uh, a military general, probably General Porton, who's in charge of the city, and a halfling woman wearing rags, possibly uh, Queen Shan, the former queen of bruss um and, and she waved yeah. <laughs> she waved at them like a dork mm. it's like waving at lee harvey oswald right before he pulls the trigger you're part of history but you're a weird annoying footnote <laughs> i'm into it that's the name of this episode weird annoying footnote <laughs> weird annoying footnote yeah. to be honest with all the shit that's going to happen, that probably won't be the name of the episode. No, I doubt um, it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Marley, this is just before the trumpet went off for you. Mm-hmm. So you you noticed um, that yeah uh, the general and the queen arrived. You waved at them. They both sort of looked over at you. The the, the queen had sort of um, obvious fear and hesitation in her eyes, mm-hmm. uh, but the general just like turns to you with a look of disdain and then looks back to the arena and then, like, forces the queen to sit down next to him. Cool. It's enough, like, contact. I see. I know I see. Oh, God. Uh, no, but her chair looks like it's high enough to see over the balcony. Or she can at least see the, the bubble, the, the projection <gasps> orb thing. <laughs> um, 
So, so it's like 120 foot away or under? Oh, much less. It's it's 15 feet away. Like they are okay, close. Cool. cool. So, I just kind of after I've waved, I'm kind of now sort of pointing a little bit weirdly um, in their direction, and uh, the queen would hear in the queen's head. Um, hello, sorry, I was the one waving. Um, we need to talk. She looks around like something has startled her, but she like holds her composure um, and then sort of turns very calmly towards you as if just very cat- like nonchalantly like, oh, I'm just going, I'm looking around like so yeah. as to not raise the general suspicion. And I, I, I do that thing where I'm looking like I'm looking into the arena but I'm like clearly trying to display like, like, I don't know who I am or whatever, you know? Um, and I'm sort of still awkwardly pointing and I'm like, um, you can reply, um, because it's a whisper that only I can hear. Yeah. What's the name of that spell? It's called message. Oh, it's, it is message. Okay. It's a cantrip. Yeah. 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 She replies in your head. I know what a message is. Who are you? And please please don't endanger us uh yeah and i'm still kind of pointing but now oh, i'm like I'm going to endanger us i'm like i'm like <laughs> my arms are crossed and i'm just pointing underneath my arm now uh i'm like i'm like my name is marley craft i work for the resistance we've come because you're in tra- you're in trouble yeah she replies i heard the resistance was in town please don't act until the time is right and then turns away to face the arena and that's when the trumpet goes yeah and everyone hundred thousand people in the seats all hush instantly and it becomes this eerie quiet and then you see projected on the screen walking or on the bubble walking into the middle of the arena so would you be watching the bubble or do you think you'd be looking down at the arena uh i'd probably be like both because i'd be trying to figure it out you know so i'd be like bubble but where are they bubble but where are they you know like yeah (laughs) like a like a kid singing acting like you belong yeah (laughs) like Uh, a kid singing uh, (laughs) and i'm like Like hitting i'm hitting tyler like tyler tyler are you seeing this shit tyler tyler look they're, they're down there and they're up there! <laughs> I'm like freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> so this um, very tall woman in a long coat from shoulder to, to ground walks into the middle of the arena with poise, like like someone walking with a book on their head. That's that mm. cliche thing. Just walking gravitas. Po- yeah. yeah, she's got a- enormous gravitas about her. This mm. is someone who is mm. very used to being in front of enormous crowds and like owning it. And she walks and stands in the dead center of the arena where there's sort of a, um, and there's like a large area in between the lake and like the deep sand terrain where it's just hard packed dirt. And then she speaks and it's sort of projected throughout the entire, uh, or amplified throughout the entire thing. People of Stonemore! 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 <laughs> I'll add the echo effects in post. Um, no. Love it. No, don't ever. Just keep being it. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful day. Hey. What are we, Timberland? <laughs> for, your, for your pleasure. There will be three three events this day. People not getting old. Joking, not getting old. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> you notice people in the in the stands are getting very excited about the fact that there are going to be three events. People are like 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 grabbing shoulders and like holy shit, three. There's going to be three. Like this is. So I imagine uh, Tyler's like grabbing at me then. Yeah. Tyler is a, like an excited kid about to get candy. It's just like... <laughs> that candy is the death of many strangers. <laughs> that he gets to see as though he's standing right in front of them. Look, Tyler's excited about that, all right? Leave him alone, <laughs> poor kid. Yeah. 
the woman in the coat she like um holds up a hand to to halt or to quiet the audience event the first some condemned criminals and then there's this chorus of fucking bread thieves stole my bread will fight to the death until one remains yeah as always betting is open and she winks encouraged and people sort of chuckle there's this chuckle throughout like oh of course the best <laughs> i always went huh <laughs> yeah and the, the nobles around you you notice they're quite smug about like oh like i've got odds on such and such and you hear the name kai dear love a few times as well like i heard kai dear love's gonna you know wipe the floor with everyone else and things like that mm. event the event second, the second. Some proven and powerful warriors. Yay! Yay! Hooray! Yay. And one guy who just wandered in. <laughs> Will prove their mettle against the usual dangers of the arena with a few added additions. Ooh. And again, people grab, people grabbing shoulders and like, it's, it's something new, something different. As always, the combatant with the most points when the bell tolls will be today's winner. An event the third, what many of you will eagerly be awaiting. Waiting. The, the victor from the second event will join Stonemore's champion. Yay! 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 And face off against, well, well, well. Let's leave that one a surprise for now. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and then she says, let us begin the ceremony. And she bows her head. And you notice that a lot of people, not everyone, but most people, like, all, like either drop to their knees or like bow their heads in like a very practiced motion. Yeah, Marley instantly sinks into the the noble curtsy, kind of. You know, like the one the nobles give the nobles. You know? Yeah. 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 And so, What's uh, happening ban- in the pits? Yeah. So, Banfor, you heard all of this. It's being um, amplified everywhere. So, like, you heard all of the events um, that she just described. And so, what, what do you do in response to hearing that, you know, there's going to be a bunch of criminals killing each other, then a bunch of warriors killing stuff, and then one of those warriors will join the champion for the final event against something else? Um, internally laughs at the idea of having a potion of stone giant strength and being in the criminal fight because that would have been great <laughs> just ripping dudes in half <laughs> uh, um, uh, Banfor is um, resumed his sort of nonchalant stance against the wall but he's leaning against the gate out to the arena obviously keen to get going okay Fair. cool um yeah, so um, with everyone's heads bowed and some people kneeling, the the woman in the cloak then starts to speak, and and a hundred thousand people join her in chorus. Oh my god! Well, oh my god! Is this the moment we've all been waiting for since Discord when Brad told everybody what he was gonna do? Oh my god! Brad's gonna sing. No, no it's not just yet. Ah! First. Oh my god. You're like teasing um, me. This is like edging. This be- <laughs> what begins. Ew. What begins is a prayer to Sorghumal. Um, makes sense. So this is this is clearly part of the ceremony because everyone knows the words. Mm-hmm. All the nobles around you, even the general himself on the other balcony, like is is speaking as well, and they all say. Um, May you, Lord of Death, Lord of War, Lord of Destruction, bless this sacred ground. For you we clash steel, we tear flesh, we spill blood. In your name, Sorghumal, we fight. And then everyone lifts their heads. And the cloaked woman says... Um, <laughs> and now rise for the Arkvale National Anthem... Seemed appropriate. <laughs> and everyone stands up. But before I sing, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> A portal opens beside her. 
It's it's about human size, like just a circle in the air, like shimmering red. They didn't and hire Spritey to do this, did they? <laughs> <laughs> it's me, bitches! <laughs> um, <laughs> stepping onto the arena right next to the cloaked woman, uh, first is a young human boy with um, like scraggly brown hair. Is he uh, hot? Oh, he's a sexy young boy. <laughs> um, no, he's about 11 years old-ish. And... Um, My Christmas dance. Walking behind him is a, a woman, human woman with like a flowing red gown, much too fine to be down on the dirt in the middle of this arena, and like down her back length, like jet black hair, and people just gasp in absolute shock, and even the general like gr- he grabs the balcony in front of him, and he just and you hear him go Empress, and people are like. The, it's the Empress. She, she live eternal Empress. What do we? Yeah, and people don't know what the hell to do. It's, Molly, it's, Molly's fingers start crackling. <laughs> she can't even help it. She's not trying to. It's like measured chaos where everyone's trying to do whatever the right thing to do is, but no one knows what it is. Everyone's in a moment of shock of like, what's what's the protocol here? Yeah. Apart from Marley, and and Hodge picks up on how Marley's feeling, and he starts growling. He's not actually sure what he's growling at, but he just starts growling. <laughs> yeah, and the the woman in the the, the long coat, she kneel like drops to her knees in the dirt and like completely prostrates herself before the Empress. And then you hear her her voice say, um, "Ladies and gentlemen, we we are joined by." An unexpected guest, uh, the Empress, may she live eternal. And then other people follow suit and all kneel, like drop to their knees if they can, or nod their heads if they can't kneel. And it's just silent. You can just hear like wind whistling through. There's no one making a sound. Banfor, you would have just heard amplified through all the all the arena um, that the Empress is there. Is the god heart down my pants doing anything? No. Not that you can feel. You don't know. Um, what? No, I mean, Banfor has no outward reaction. Um, he just takes this on as new information. Okay, yeah, the, some of the warriors around you, they are kneeling as well. Banfor is not kneeling. Okay. That's um, not a thing he does. Yep. Then um, the the Empress taps the young boy on the shoulder and he just nods and he opens up another portal. Like he does a gesture with his hands and makes another portal appear. And they step through it and disappear. And then the woman gets up off her knees and she's like, <coughs> Well, uh, this certainly is a very joyous occasion Marley unclenches her fists because they were super clenched and takes sneaks a look at the queen yeah and she is like the queen is looking at you like eyes raised as if like asking you to message her just yeah and I message and I go I like I just sort of scratch my face a bit and I'm like the fuck was that about (laughs) I have no idea I don't think even the general knew that she would be here and I, I just still scratching my chin. Do you think she's still here? I can't possibly say. And just kind of like tapping myself on the chin, like, okay, I'm filing that information, and I'm not looking at her. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Then the woman down in the arena says, "Now uh, let's, uh, let's. I suppose in in the name of the, name the Empress, may she live eternal. Um, um, rise once rise again once for again the, the anthem of anthem the Empire." Of the Empire. Oh man, yeah, everyone rises. Molly was already standing, so she just stays standing. And now I have to sing on this fucking thing. <laughs> I'm so excited! Uh, in post, it won't be just me, it'll be like the whole bunch of voices that I spliced yeah. together. Should I even sing it for the recording? Should we just I assume that it's a I think we need to, I think we need to hear it. Mm hmm. <clears throat> yep. Okay, need, just to just to really get ourselves into the mode. Ah, oh, too well. I just sing that twice today at two school assemblies. It was fucked. 
continue. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, everyone, all 100,000 voices in unison, led by uh, this woman in the long coat. Um, oh, not a singer. Um, say, um... Our veil spreads its black and gold wings, protecting us all, oh joy, oh joy. For peace we have bled, for peace we all sing, our hearts they all soar, oh joy, oh joy. Uniting all, we shall rise but we shall never fall, in strength we stand. Bringing unity to all the land. May she live eternal, our Empress so great, protecting us all, oh joy, oh joy. Against foes infernal and driven by hate, we hear the call, oh joy, oh joy. Uniting all, we shall rise up, we shall never fall. In strength we stand, bringing unity to all the land. And then everyone sits down. That was pretty good. It made me so happy. What I did there was I wrote a song with uh, praising how joyous and how peaceful they are. Uh Because that's like propaganda 101 is like Mm -hmm. tell the people that you're the good guys. Yep. <clears throat> I want to clarify, Jules loved that. Marley fucking hated every second of it, but Jules loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I, therefore, hummed along and quite enjoyed the tune. <laughs> All the people sit down after the anthem, and um, Marley sees... Oh, so first, Banfor um, gets asked to move out the way of where you are, um, politely. They don't like, get out the fucking way! And they're just like, oh, excuse me, sir. And then some guards drag ten people past you with bags over their heads, like pillowcases over their heads. Um, bad forehands, a couple of them knives. couple of the people with the bags prisoners. over their heads. Mm. Oh, okay. Roll a sleight of hand. But it's not good. Um, it's on stealth, yeah? A sleight of hand. Oh, sorry. Um, same stat. Um, that is eight. Okay. Um, I'll say you managed to give one of them... A knife. Uh, roll me a d10 to determine who gets who you gave the knife. <laughs> mm-hmm. Eight. Okay, you gave the ni- knife to what looks like a uh, a human build, possibly male, wearing a blue silk shirt. Nice. Um, so yeah, and then they get dragged past you, and so then Marley sees getting dragged onto the center of the re- the arena. Um, a, a whole cavalcade of guards is pulling ten people with bags on their heads into the middle of the arena. They um, place them in a circle like a clock, like a ten-pointed clock, um, and then a, a mat is laid down in the middle of them, and like a bunch of weapons are put down on this mat. And then guards pull the bags off of these people's heads, and then a bell tolls, and the guards flee. Okay, Marley is like heart in her throat like scanning really quickly for either the tiefling that she costumed Banfor into or Banfor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, these, so what you can see projected up on the bubble, um, there is a bald human man, a, uh, gnome woman, um, my screen's too small with a blue hat. There is a long haired elf woman. There is a gray furred tabaxi man. There is a human ranger in a gray cl- green cloak. There is a goblin in a green cloak. There is a dwarf woman with gray hair. There is a human male with a blue silk shirt who looks like he's already holding a knife. Um, <laughs> and there is a an albino tiefling and a woman with bright orange hair. Um, so these are their like defining physical characteristics, and they mm-hmm. are 1 to 10. So what's going to happen now is I'm going to get the two of you to take turns at rolling dice, rolling a okay. 10. But first... And- Molly yes. runs up to the top and she's like, I'll take money out on the tabaxi. Okay, so you want to make a bet for the tabaxi? Yeah, just uh, randomly. Okay, so she she just... Bet for the orc. Yeah, she just doesn't want to be abnormal uh, in the noble box, you know? There weren't, there weren't any 
orcs. Oh, sorry. I thought I heard orc. What do we have again? We had humans. There's a, yeah, a couple of humans, a dwarf, a gnome, a goblin, an elf, a tabaxi, uh, and a tiefling. Um, Bamfor nudges somebody and says, fuck it, 20 on the gnome? <laughs> 20 on the gnome? Okay, so um, for simplicity's sake, the way I'm going to make the betting work is that if your person wins, you just get back your money doubled. Okay. Oh. I'm not. I'm not going to create a complex system for betting. Okay. Um, so, what does Marley do? Uh, Marley puts a hundred on the tabaxi. Okay. Because she's imagining she. If she put twenty on it, she'd look suspect. You know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, uh, yeah, you guys are going to take turns rolling a d10, and uh, the way this is going to work is uh, every time the uh, a number comes up, that person. The corresponding uh, person takes a harsh blow. Uh, okay. Each of these comba- each of these combatants can survive two harsh blows before they're out. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Oliver, I'll get you to roll the first d10. Two. Okay. So the gnome woman takes a harsh blow straight out the bat. Someone yeah, runs man. in, pick, picks up um, like a uh, like a long spear, and just jabs it into her kidneys. <laughs> Ouch. Um, so that's one for her. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, okay, Marley, roll a d10. Three. Okay, the long-haired elf woman gets, um, like, somebody picks up an axe and slashes it past her and, like, scrapes a chunk off the side of one of her arms. So okay. she's got, like, this, like, flap of flesh hanging off one of her arms. And um eight. Eight. Um okay, eight the the guy you gave the knife to. Um the hu- human with the blue silk shirt, he loses his knife and he actually someone takes the knife from him and jams it in his chest. Um Bamford leans to the person that he just bit with and says, It was my unlucky knife. <laughs> I got that kill. <laughs> <laughs> that counts as mine. That one counts as mine. Well, that was a lot of the ring reference, so... I got it! That only counts as one! <laughs> Even I got that one. Um, Marley? Two. Don't try and play fun, Brad. Two. No, you didn't. Did you just roll two? I got a two. Yep. Um, you. The, no- the gnome woman who started by getting um, a spear through her kidneys, someone grabs the spear and, like, shoves it deeper. And she just falls to the ground in a bloody pool. She is out. I'm sorry. It's Um, random, I swear. Eight again. (laughs) The the human with your knife in his chest. He's not having a good night either. He staggers backwards, um, like grabbing at the knife, trying to pull it out. And he's distracted enough that he doesn't see someone swing um, uh, a longsword and just take his whole head off. Ow this fountain of blood sprays upward from his neck. Um, Molly? Three! Are you serious? Yep. (laughs) The long-haired elf woman is now dead also. (laughs) Well, I mean, at least they're knocking each other out early. It makes sense. It makes sense. They would be going for the weak ones, you know? Yeah. Someone saw that she got, like, a big gash, or, like, a big um, (laughs) chunk of flesh taken off her arm, Mm. and, um... Yeah, the the same axe that cut her op- cut her arm open swings again and just like jams into her side and almost cuts her body in half. Marley's back watching this from upstairs now, and she's like, "Ooh, shit!" <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Oliver, we're getting through these people quickly. One, one. Okay, the bald human man um, gets uh, just an axe to the gut. And then, he, yeah, he stumbles backwards as well, but he, he pulls the axe out. And Marley? Six. The goblin with the green cloak um, gets tri- or trips up on their own cloak, and while they're on the ground, someone jams a spear into their back. Ow. Nine. Nine. The albino tiefling... Um, <laughs> who was the one that jabbed the spear into the goblin's back, is reveling in how awesome 
that move was and gets a spear through their back and out their front. It looks down like, oh bother. <laughs> Two's already dead, eh? Two's gone, so rolled again. Uh, ten. Ten. The uh, human woman with the bright orange hair. Um, she just gets a dagger thrown at her eye. Nice, solid. Yep. Uh, eight again. That's already dead. Isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Two and eight. Uh, nine. Nine. Oh, okay. So <laughs> the albino dagger in the other eye. Yep. This is the albino tiefling who, who just got a spear through his back. Um, he uh, gets someone else like runs past at the point that the spear comes out, grabs the spear, and sort of uses it to throw the tiefling to the ground. Um, and their body just like crunches against the dirt and they are out this is like a very quick fire very violent spectacle taking a few seconds three's already done two's already done nine is done done four okay Um, this is the first hit on the tabaxi Um, oh no not that one I want my gold Marley goes, no! <laughs> <laughs> the bald human man uh, just begins wildly swinging a, a short sword wildly. Um, he's got like blood in his eyes or something. Like You can tell he's just like just going crazy. And he cuts a big slash across the front of the tabaxi man. And Oliver. Mm-hmm. Eight again. Seven. Seven. Cool. The... Uh, the dwarf woman, um, she just gets stabbed. It's funny because I just rolled a seven as well. Okay, so one person stabs her and then someone else, just seeing the opportunity, goes and kicks the blade deeper in like a oh. cool kung fu move. Cool. Uh, and, and the dwarf woman, ten. Um, okay, so the the woman with the bright orange hair, I can't remember what happened to her the first time, um, but a big... Oh, she got a dagger in the eye. Oh, she got a dagger in the eye, that's right. Yeah, so she's, like, looking around. Dagger in the other eye. Dagger in the other eye. (laughs) She is, um, sort of, like, on her hands and knees, helplessly, like, looking around in the dirt. Like, she can't see anything. You can tell she's lost, she's probably confused, and an axe cuts her head open. Nice. Like, splits her skull. And she's down. Um, and now it's between four, f- oh, one, four, five, and six. And I just rolled a five. So, okay. That's the first hit on the uh, human ranger with the green cloak. He's been sort of just dodging in and out between people. And someone just got sick of it and swung a long sword and um, cut him on his legs and, like, drops him to his knees. Fair. One. The bald human man with who's holding a big axe um, just gets kicked in the face really hard. <laughs> like Seven, enough, they, like three, his head eight, snaps, snaps back. Three, so we've got four, five, six. Eight. <laughs> Two. Eight. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on! Oh, I was gonna, imp- fuck. I was gonna implement a grading system where when we got down to eight, we changed to a D eight, then we changed to a D six, then we changed to a D four. But I didn't yes, want to five. have to bother five. Five is one of the middle numbers. There we go. Five. Good. Yep. The human ranger um, who finally got attacked just now got uh, attacked a second time, and he gets a sword through his stomach. Can we not just say odds and evens now? You know, four is four is odd, six is even. There you go. Oliver, odd, odd four. Okay, so the Tabaxi man that the Marley bet a hundred on. Damn it! Fuck yeah. He's the final one to go down. Um, so the survivor is the goblin. Who never got hit? Oh, <laughs> uh, the goblin got hit once. Ah, oh, did they? Um, they they tripped on their cloak and they got stabbed. They got stabbed in the back with a spear, but then they just lay on the ground and didn't get attacked again. Nice. Um, but yeah, they, they get <laughs> Look up. Look so pitiful. <laughs> the grey-furred tabaxi thinks they've won, so they like stand up still for a sec, and then the goblin like gets to his feet and just 
um, stabs it. a dagger at, stabs a dagger into the tabaxi's kidneys from behind and he's down and then the goblin just stands there bloodied and looking around as if like oh shit I won and people start to cheer Mali doesn't like <laughs> <laughs> him for surviving <laughs> and someone takes 20 gold off you Banfor and someone takes 100 off of Mali oh, I assume we had to hand it over when we placed the bet I, for me the betting system just happens virtually okay you bet the money you lose the money we're not going to have a whole bookie system here. <laughs> oh, you need to go. Oh, we can role play it for an hour. Go talk. Go talk to Stephen. Um, um, yep. There's a good like ten to fifteen minute sort of like resetting period where people a, a crew comes to sort of like shuffle um, the dirt around and like cover up the blood, remove all the weapons and bodies and things. Um, and, and of course, there's lots of gossip in the crowds, and the nobles are talking, and and the warriors all. Um, before you notice the warriors all start start to prep and they strap on their armor and they grab their weapons and things. What do you do as prep, knowing that your event's coming? Uh, Banfor does some light calisthenics. Um, he does does some some squats, um, a couple of stretches, um, and then <coughs> uh, cracks his knuckles and stands very still and waits. Okay. Um, the yeah after yeah after 15 or so minutes there's another trumpeting sound and some guards approach you and the other warriors band for and they say it's time and they gesture for where to go but most of them seem to know exactly where to go uh band four starts shaking hands and all right lads that's 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 how i am it's generally getting the team ethic going on yeah Okay, uh, yeah, and you're ushered out, and this door opens, and you're suddenly, like, blinded by sunlight, because you've been underground for a while, and, um, yeah, you get to see from down on the ground level this enormous arena with all these different terrains, and I don't know if you were expecting that or not, but, yeah, it's certainly a spectacle to behold, especially being down there amongst it. Uh, Banfor raises his axe sword above his head, um and starts uh, turning around and about just to make sure that wherever she is, Marley can see that he's there Mm. Um, and whispers to himself, uh, I love pancakes uh, and brings the the shield round to the fore to float about a foot in front, about two feet in front of his chest. Nice. Do you do anything with your potions or your clockwork Um, scorpion stinger or anything? um, Banfor has surreptitiously unzipped uh, or unbuttoned his pants and the stinger is hanging out of it um, ready to do its thing um, and in his free hand he's got the cap off of a um, potion of hell giant strength nice and you take it or you just hold it open just hold it I'm just waiting okay um, yeah so you the group starts walking towards the center of the arena which is just like an area of hard packed sand or dirt amongst all of these other terrains and it looks like this is very practiced like they know exact the rest of them all know exactly where to go and then you're walking standing underneath this giant bubble hanging in the sky do, do you remark at the bubble at all which you can sort of see yourself on uh Bamford's trying to sort of maintain his focus on the right here and the right now uh, okay. because he's aware that things will start flying at him very quickly. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, and people cheered la- very loudly as you all made yourselves known and you entered the arena, and you noticed that a few people even, like, raised their chair even more when you put your axe sword in the sky, like, maybe they cheered for you. Like, maybe who's this tabaxi guy? Tabaxi. Yeah. Oh, tiefling. tiefling. Tiefling guy, yeah. So um, Marley's um, saying Benfor like seeing the costume of Bamfor would sort of be like, thank fuck, uh, you know, like quick yeah, he's a- moment. He's actually here. Like he's actually here and he's alive, you know, because she wasn't sure if he was going to make it through. And um, uh, for me was going to just walk out of the fighters area, go up the stairs and just start cutting my way to the general. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and then, then I was just like, let's, let's, let's do the thing we said we'd do. Yeah, you and can still do, if if you want to do that, I'll figure out how because that's dope. Uh, she she oh, the killing grounds. That's dope. Yeah, um, she points at Queen Shan again and was like, 
See that tiefling down there? Yes, the I've never seen a tiefling that tall. That's no tiefling. That is. That's no moon. That's no. <laughs> that's no tiefling. That's not only another member of the resistance, one I'm working with, but the champion's son. She. You hear her voice back. Melcildur. Um. Melcildur. <laughs> um, Throw it Nef- into the fire. She says. It can't possibly be. Surely not. And I message and I say, it will be revealed. We have a plan. We're going to need your support. She doesn't say anything, but she like looks at you with a pleading look. And I, I message her and I say, I'm not trying to do anything here, but when we, when the moment comes... We need you to stand up and say that you will support the resistance. I can't promise that, but once you show me what you can do, maybe I can. That's all. And that's and she messages back, that's all I ask. We will show you what we're capable of, our great strength, if you promise to at least give us a chance. Tyler goes, who are you talking to? You're muttering. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um and and Molly gives a little like little secret R sign, you know, it's like it's like little gang crip signs of like the resistance. Um <laughs> Yeah. It's just this. It's so lame. Um, <laughs> we can see your uh, hand. I can't see your hand. Oh sorry. I can't see your hand. <laughs> oh, I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That also works. Uh, sorry, I was doing it for the other camera. Um, Molly rushes up the stairs, goes, 300 on the T-fling! <laughs> and then s- s- okay. sort of watches for a bit. 300 on Banff. People all around you are like, what? But the newcomer? Really? Yeah. I'm like, I'm winking and I'm like, maybe I know things. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't care about money. Bring on the bubbles. <laughs> People are like, well, it's your loss, lady. And the uh, the general stands up and peers at the group, like studying them, like like very um, strongly scrutinizing these warriors. Maybe he's assessing who to bet on. Maybe he's trying to figure something out. You don't know, but he's definitely scrutinizing. And then um, Banfor, uh, the the dwarven woman, Kai Dearlove, she nudges you in the arm and she says, um, get ready, I'll tell you what things are, are worth when, when they make themselves known. All right, love, thank you. And then there's a... Uh, and everyone in the crowd goes quiet, but nothing happens. Nothing, like, jumps out at you guys, nothing at all. It's... <laughs> It's just a, an arena with uh, a bunch of people in the middle, and it's quiet. Uh, Benfor um, positions himself beside and just behind. Um, is there anybody with a fairly light frame? Um, I haven't fully fleshed out who these warriors are, so yes. I'll, 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 like I'll... A half elf or an elf or something? Yeah, I'd say there's like a wispy elf who you get the impression that they are all about um, like dex based fighting. Nice. So um, there's nine in total, including you. <coughs> How far away am I up six floors? Wait, what foot is that? Uh, six floors is. Maybe 60 to 80 feet. Okay. Just, Uh, you know, wondering. (laughs) Also, at the sound of the bell, uh, Bamford drinks his potion of hill giant strength. Okay. So for the next hour, so easily for the duration of this event, you've got hill giant strength. (laughs) Holy crap. Wait, didn't you buy... So you, you already had Stone Giant Strength um, potion. Didn't you buy Fire Giant Strength? Oh, no, I bought Fire Giant, so I'm using Stone Giant. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Cool. Charges. Um, so, how do I use something in D&D Beyond? Um, I think you just have to manually update your strength score. Uh, other modifier override score to 23. That's the one. Cool. Uh, yeah, so the you so it's you and eight other warriors one of whom is you know a, a lithe um, elven rogue type um, and the other is this dwarven woman in full plate and the group sort of with backs to each other in a circular sort of shape they, they start like assessing the area and like branching out away from one another like some sort of head to one end and some head like towards the sands and some towards um, the the lake um, um, Banffor sticks closest to Kaidea Love and um, sort of by body blocking make sure that the uh, the elfling is with them okay so is the three of you are like a team um, well the three of us are standing close together yep okay I'll, I, I like that it's three it's three threes three groups of three um, yeah so you guys are sort of hovering so if um, I tried to message Banfor right now, could I reach him? Because message um, is 120 foot. Yeah, I'd say he's probably on the outer fringes of that with, with the height that you are plus the distance. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could you could probably assess it and try, maybe. I'll get you to roll for that. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, so your group sort of starts naturally hovering, uh, like on the map like downward towards one of the foresty areas and you notice that Kai and the elf are on like alert Banfor is also on alert um and like some of the trees start to rustle as you approach can I see anything uh no you can just see like a him you can see Banfor and others walking towards a a, like a forest Mm. and you can see the trees you can see the trees moving yeah, but I can't make out what's in it. Like, we're not getting extra information on the TV or something. Not no. TV, giant bubble. But you know what no, I mean. It, it, yeah, it looks like all it can do is project your view bigger. I'm literally thinking of this as those TVs that they show in the middle of, like, the ice hockey rinks on TV. Jumbotrons. You know, it's like the jumbotrons that are in the middle. That's what I think this is. Yeah. But they that's have a I, score on them and stuff. That's mm. what I had in mind. Mm. Yeah, okay, so um, Banfor, as you and your group approach this forest, the trees shake, and then leaping out from the trees um, right at you is an owlbear, which is a a large creature the size of a bear, but with like sort of owlish type features. Nice. Um, And it, uh, yeah, it lashes out at you with its claws. Roll initiative. Yeah, cool. Um, I was going to pre initiative. upon this emerging I was going to uh, boot the elfling into it uh, from behind <laughs> nice okay I like um, it and, and my initiative uh, is plus two uh, and I'm sitting at an unnatural 20 so you okay. readied you readied the action of boot elf yeah elf booting um, yeah okay it's a, it's yep. it's a thing that uh, I've thought about often um, okay. like I'd say you do boot the elf and it puts him off balance and he'll automatically go last in the initiative order. Good. Um, Marley, you can... Oh, <coughs> Jules, Jules, you can roll for Kai Dearlove. Basic okay. stats. Um, she has an AC of 18. Mm-hmm. And a plus five great axe. Cool. Awesome. And sh- yeah, and... Uh, 35 hit points. Okay. Who's a tank? Oh, no, actually, not really. No, not really. Mm-mm. I've got more than there. <laughs> okay, and I'll be this half-elf rogue. Okay, so your initiative, what was it? Uh, 20 unnatural. And Kai, dear love? Jules? What? Yep. Init- sorry. Initiative? Sorry, 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 sorry. I, uh, I don't know if she has any pluses. No. So it's Banfor, Owlbear, Kai, and then the halfling, well, not halfling, the elf rogue. Okay, Banfor, what do you do? Uh, Banfor enters a rage and uh, attacks twice. 
Okay. That's all that's remaining for him yep. anyway. Roll two attacks. Uh, cool. So that's a... This is just your axe sword? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's got a plus nine to hit um, with Fuck. my potion. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Uh, so that's a 15 plus nine to hit. So 24. Yep. Easy uh, hit. And a two plus nine, uh, which I'm going to use a lucky point to re-roll. Okay. Am I? No, I'm not going to use okay. a lucky point to re-roll that. Um, it's 1d12 plus 6 plus 2 plus 2, I believe. Plus 2? Uh, 1d12 plus 6 plus 2 necrotic plus 2 for raging. So it's a total of plus 10 so far. What would the other plus 2 be? Um, do, I, do I get any extras for my stone giant strength? Or is that just plus to hit? Uh, that adds to your strength. So your, your total strength, you should have a plus something in your strength mod. Yeah. So your plus score's like six. a... Yeah, so that's where the plus six comes from. So you got a total of plus ten. Okay, cool. Um, so twelve plus ten. Uh, it's twelve. So oh, uh, twenty-two. Okay, twenty-two. Nice. Um, yep, so you do this uh, one big slash across uh, the front of this albear and it sort of um, lets out this screeching sound as it takes like a half a step back cool and then it's going to try and bite at you with its beaked mouth for a 24 to hit uh that that's uh I'm a class 20 I don't have anything to defend against that no um and it is a does 13 piercing damage but you're raging so that's half to six and it's also going to slash at you with its claws actually i have uh with totem of the bull i actually have uh while raging you may take a dash at once per turn you may further reduce the damage from a piercing attack by an amount equal to your proficiency modifier plus your barbarian level so what my proficiency modifier be in this case your proficiency mod is plus three, I think. As a level oh, seven yeah, it is. character. Cool. Um, plus three plus my barbarian level, which is six. No, five. So seven. I can reduce that by seven. Okay. So it does so no you... damage. Oh, yeah, so it was halved. Oh, would you take off the seven before you halve it? Once per turn, you may further reduce the damage from oh, a piercing further, attack yeah. by an further reduce. Okay, yeah. yeah, so zero. So rules as written, that's zero. Yeah, somehow it bites you, um, but it just flat out doesn't hurt you. So then um, it's going to slap... Then, like, <laughs> then it slashes at you with its claws for a 26 to hit. It hits. And it um, does... <coughs> 15 slashing, um, halved to... Whatever half of 15 is, 7 same again yeah nice cool yep so that time it actually managed to hurt you but yeah um, I ordered the damage taken though that's nice yep so Kai if you do your great axe attack with an Irish accent if you can (laughs) how how do you do an Irish accent again oh you sound like an Irish person um what's my what's my strength modifier because you forgot to show me that uh it's just plus five for the great axe and plus three strength Cool. Awesome. So, rolled an 11 plus 8. That's 19. Does the 19 hit? It sure does. Excellent. Rolled an 11 plus 5 for 16 damage. Cool, 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 cool. 16 with the great... Yeah, so that you do another big slash across this albear and it takes another step back and screeches and it very much looks like it doesn't probably doesn't want to fight anymore fair um, t- um, but the elf looks back at Banfor very pissed off <laughs> for kicking him into this <laughs> um, uh, but draws two daggers and sort of just takes up a, like a really defensive position, but doesn't attack. Uh, for kick him again. Is that your turn? Because it's yours next. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Banfor walks up 
and again uh, sort of Spartan kicks him in the in the mid back into so, his bear thing. You were up against it because you just fought it, so that means you have to retreat away from it to oh. get behind him. You'd to get him towards. You'd it. get an attack of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I will take my three attacks. Okay. Okie dokie. Uh, plus nine, eh? So, twenty-one, twenty-one, and twenty-five. That's three hits. Um, since you get a plus ten to all your damage, you can't possibly not kill it. So, describe how your three attacks kill this thing. It's kind of fun to see what it would be, though. Oh, you can if you want. Um, so that's thirty base, forty. It's forty-two. You double kill it. It had twenty-one. Um. And for um, just splits it like an old log, like an old wet log with a knot in the middle. Uh, he gets all the way through it, through the beak, through the top of the head, through the beak, through the everything, and ends up getting his axe sword somewhat lodged in its breadbasket. The upper chestal region. Is yep. that all you've got? That was I did a good try. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> can, can they take our freedom or no cool so I I mean you won't know this in the arena Oliver but Ban, Banfor got for killing that he got 10 points um, and for participating in the kill Kai got 5 points um, the elf got nothing okay. that seems but, but yeah you don't know that and yeah Kai turns to you and says ah oh, you lucky bastard that's it it's funny because I live with an Irish guy. I should just get him in here to say all the things that I need <laughs> Kai to say. Yeah, and the elf like puts away his daggers and just like looks, stares. He stares daggers at you. <coughs> just, like, ha 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 ha. Uh, it wasn't Bam- meant. Wasn't meant as a pun. Bamford uh, <laughs> just slaps on the back and says, "Cheer up, mate. You'll get your turn." <laughs> I think that line's a pretty good way time to end the episode marley watching from the balcony what what's going through your head when that fight happens so i'm like i do a quick calculation in my head marley's met like albia's before maybe i don't know and she's like nah banfor's got this one he's fine he's fine he's fine no point in giving myself away yet is kind of what she's thinking you know yeah she's ready to help that's the thing so it's like because there's certain things she can do at 120 foot. So she would try if she thought she needed to. Yeah. If so it was she's desperate. Kind of like, like Snape at the, at the Quidditch Cup. Literally, though, yeah. She'd just sort of be trying to do her somatic things, really. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Okay. Um,. Because she knows he needs to do this part by himself, right? She listened to the instructions before. In order to meet the champion, he's got to actually win. So she can't just go busting in there because she'll fuck up the whole tournament. So, So, yeah, when when Banfor lands the killing blow on the Albear, you happen to notice that Queen Shan looks across to you and gives you a little smile. Yeah. And that's, that's the end of the episode. And I give her the little R symbol back. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing, you nerd? <laughs> it's going to come in later. It's, like, it's going to be a callback. <laughs> We're going to 96 that shit. <laughs> 96. Criminal free-for-all, some horrific animal cruelty, and some even more horrific singing. Uh, Sorry about that part, everyone. You did not deserve that. Uh, Oh, and the Empress showed up. That might be significant, right? Uh, Although with Banfor and Marley uh, at the helm, who the bloody hell knows anymore? Uh, As I mentioned at the beginning, don't forget about our giveaway and to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at FadeOfIson or email FadeOfIson at gmail.com. Or head to the Necropoticon Network Discord server to chit-chat with us because we are nerds. Bye everyone, and thanks again for listening.
This podcast is part of the Necropodicon Network. Hey. Huh? You. Me? Yeah, you. Are you tired of watching the same multi-billion dollar films over and over again? I sure am. What if I were to tell you that there are movies out there that you have never seen before but are also entertaining? I would say that I wouldn't believe you because you're all big old fibber. Don't just sit there with your thumb up your butt. Listen to Bad Rad Movies Podcast. Warning, many of these films might not actually be entertaining. In fact, it is all subjective. If you feel like these subjective films are not to your liking, well, then something else because it will not be responsible for anything that might happen to you after you have watched these films. Wow, I better go listen to the podcast right now. That sounds just like me, wow.